saw a Reddit post that uh, said were that they're gonna uh, nerf Wild Pyromancer for standard and call him a standard pyromancer so that way people can know that he's a standard now, not just in wild. are listening to the Happy Hearthstone, the longest-running Hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards. We're now on episode 228, where we're going to talk about the core changes, but first, let me take a moment to thank our patrons, Ridiculous Hat, Eve Squatch, and James W. These episodes wouldn't be done without you. We feel your love and support every step of the way. And... Also, I can't do the show by myself. I also have my uh, co-host with me, Guy Grumpy. Hello. <laughs> and Guy Grumpy, uh, the best part about uh, doing this Happy Hearthstone podcast is that we do get to talk about what's making us happy. So what's making you happy? There's just a lot of excitement. I think this time I'm going to uh, go back to um, what I was going to say last time, and that's my new job. Uh, so it's been two weeks now that I've been on on the clock, and I've learned so much. I, I feel like the culture is something I've always wanted. It seems like a startup mentality, so uh, it's it's really exciting to be part of that. Everybody in the company knows how the product works, so to, from HR to probably even the janitorial staff. Uh, they just make sure everybody knows what they do and how they do it. And uh, yeah, so that's a real exciting time for me. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I, I think the last episode we talked about being the grass being greener, and it sounds like that's really true over there. So that's phenomenal for you. How about yourself? What's been bringing you joy? So for myself, I, I still have like that new job fun thing going on too. But definitely, I have to actually say what's making me happiest this week is the fact that uh, my new job has let me return back to my streaming and... I've been able to reconnect with my crew, you know, that core of uh, people that come into my stream and hang out and joke around and get to laugh at me while I lose horribly or get to celebrate <laughs> with me when I when I win phenomenally and uh, also get to, you know, give me deck suggestions and all that other stuff that comes along with it. Um, and just returning back to that, has, it has really um definitely sparked joy for me and uh i i'm just so happy to be back fantastic we're glad that you're back too um and so with that we can start going into uh the core changes that's really what we've come here to talk about today is that there have been some really big changes that have been announced and i feel like those changes have had a big impact for the meta as well wouldn't you agree 
Yeah, I'd agree. I, I mean, obviously, we're not seeing uh, as many new things that we recognize as new because we've seen those cards before. So uh, some of this is kind of bringing back some memories, both good and bad, uh, for what's been replaced. But it looks like there's a lot of options, and they added a few extra cards, so it wasn't exactly a one-to-one -one, uh, removal or deletion. Yeah, so let's, I guess we'll start off just by kind of going down the list of uh, what has been removed and we'll talk about what has been added and kind of give our thoughts on what we've seen so far uh, with the meta that is forming. Um, granted, we also know it's so new, so there may even be decks out there that we haven't seen yet. The last few years have been really great for that, I think, uh, that all of the, the releases the last few years seem to add something uh, that you know caters to the people that were playing well before but then also shows some new uh, new archetypes even popping up so it's really been an exciting time and uh, the core set uh, like again it's kind of uh, running under the radar a little bit uh, but there's there's a lot of good stuff in there well and I always feel like there's always some card that has changed in the core set that we didn't realize had a major impact until sometimes weeks or even months down the road and in a current meta and that's not that's even including sometimes we need those nerfs to come along or or even buffs and so like make those other cards kind of shine too and i feel like we'll see it as we go along but these core set changes have really taken out a lot of the chaff and just given us meat and potatoes so I think we'll be excited with all the changes coming along. And it definitely is more friendly to the new user experience, so maybe we can start growing the fan base again. Especially when you get cards that are for free that are used routinely in the current meta. That, that I think, adds a lot of value. Absolutely. Starting off, we start off with Demon Hunter, and the cards that we had rotating out, uh, Warglaze of Asenoth, and the Ashton Battle Lord of those rotating out. I don't really remember either of those kind of appearing in any meta decks, let alone something that I'm worried about leaving. But rotating back in, we have, uh, starting off, we have Metamorphosis, Rascal Naga, and uh, Flame Reaper. Yeah, for those rotating out, there there were a few decks built around uh, the Warglaves, and every time your your hero attacks, you know they get a buff or something like that. So, uh, so that one coming back maybe, um, or I'm sorry, that that one leaving maybe doesn't affect what, how Demon Hunters played now, but um, but I could see it making its return at some point and being a pretty good card. On the rotating in, I really hadn't seen any of those previously. Um, the the weapon especially, but the Wrathscale Naga I think just didn't get a chance uh, because it was too low of health. Um, so adding a health to that I think makes the uh, token Demon Hunter a little bit more exciting to, to play. Uh, I can't wait to get my hands on it. Speaking of our uh, token Demon Hunter, actually that's where Wrathscale Naga has been seeing play right, right now is uh, in fact one of the main meta decks is a token Demon Hunter. And Rascal Naga is like one of the key parts of it. Also, the fact that it's a Naga, it has that Naga tag, which then means Naga interactive cards also are going to work with it too, which is kind of a kind of two pronged thing that it's come back. So, kind of helps out in a couple different ways. And I definitely think that increased health 
helps out. Even though, you know, it's only an increase of one, that's actually doubling its health. So you right. can stick around through uh, some of the other uh, cards that we're going to see as clearance tools. And then we also have um, a card that has stayed but received a buff, and that's Feast of Souls. Um, so it now costs one mana, which is down from two. And that has also impacted that uh, token Demon Hunter uh, deck as well, because they're utilizing that for draws. Yeah, I don't recall seeing that very often in Standard. I uh, did see it a bit in uh, in Duels, um, but I'm, I'm eager to see, again, what that change really means. There's already, already enough draw, I think, in Demon Hunter. Um, but I guess Token Demon Hunter is a little bit different of an animal. Yeah, I, and I think it, it it's being utilized because of the buff to it, right? Like, now it is even cheaper. So, you know, one mana to draw one card even isn't too terrible. But it's often used in conjunction with uh, multiple tokens behind. So mm -hmm. maybe that refill that you need, it's kind of like, in, in essence, uh, kind of the after effect of uh, some of the druid spells that we see as well for drawing cards. So speaking of Druid, uh, rotating out for the Druid, we have Ancient of War, Nordrassel Druid, Enchanted Raven, and Landscaping and Menagerie Warding. Uh, so a lot of things moving. Uh, saw the landscaping used a, a bit, uh, but that's really that's really all I've seen a lot of. Uh, I think the Menagerie Warden was one that was sneaking into some beast decks, but um, I don't feel like they ever got that full Druid backing. Uh, <laughs> For that yeah um i honestly i can't think of any of these being used in the, the meta at all so for them to leave it was like all right bye <laughs> <laughs> uh to replace them we've got fandral stanghelm ancient of lore earthen scales living roots wrath and mounted raptor i kind of feel like they're pushing for a choose one archetype to be good uh which they've done a few times in the past but uh, maybe there's enough content there to make that different. And uh, I know for a fact right now with the the ramp druid that we're seeing, actually those choose one cards are being utilized um, to great effect. The Jerry Ray Carpenter pulling out some of those uh, choose one cards, including uh, the Nourish, which received that uh, buff coming down from six mana to five. Um, that one's used good call uh, i've also seen a lot of earthen scales uh, the last few days <laughs> just because they uh, have so much so much that they can do with the ramp druid that these end up being a lot of armor yeah they use growth on seven right for on even on eight and then being able to cast earthen scales on the big taunt minion that they get afterwards and then they they're able to gain so much armor mm -hmm. um that that Oftentimes, it puts it outside of the potential uh, damage that any deck could do, let alone um, <laughs> ones that are close to closing out the game. Mm -hmm. I haven't so much seen the Ancient of War. I don't know if at 7 mana that's going to be really utilized. I think for a bit, Fandral was used, but I think he's starting to make his way back out of decks. But that doesn't mean that um, down the road, we might even get more choose ones that his effect is going to become something that needs to be kind of utilized for some other interaction as well. Mm -hmm. So moving on, we have Hunter uh, with rotating out cards, Lock and Load, Web Spinner, Scavenging Hyena, Headhunter's Hatchet, and Air Shark. 
Uh, so what do you think of these ones? The lock and load, that was a card that was utilized a little bit with the Quest Hunter as a way of refill. They would mm -hmm. utilize it when they were going into that, that final turn, trying to make sure that they could potentially get Hunter spells back. Um, however, you get random cards. Um, also, uh, I think it was used for like a Yogg and, and load type of deck, but those were kind of uh, fringe as, as people ended up using kind of the secret draw and secret uh, synergy cards to be able to kind of get that re refill instead. Beyond that, the rest of them, I mean, I know there was like a reminiscence for when Bear Shark came back in the last core set, but, <laughs> but I nobody used it. I, just people were like, he was awesome. We're going to totally like dominate with him. And then no one used it. <laughs> <laughs> but we still got to see the beautiful artwork on that. That's uh, too bad he's gone back to wild. <laughs> so rotating in, we have Houndmaster Shaw, Candle Shot, Spring Paw, Cloaked Huntress, Mark Shot, and Animal Companion. Kind of feel like Animal Companion's been a staple and you have other ways of getting those uh, animals now so that should be fun in a spell druid or spell a hunter and i know i have seen mark shot being used um as well as the candle shot right away um the rest of them i have not seen just yet but that doesn't mean that they couldn't pop up um even the click contrast i think is interesting when you include the the bunker you know, you can draw out all your secrets and then cast them all at once for free or essentially get a 3-4 body for the fact that you have three secrets in hand. <laughs> so Mage, rotating out, we have the Koldara Drake, Fallen Hero, Water Elemental, and Mirror Entity, which feels kind of bad because the uh, Ping Mage is always one I wanted to work, and so they're taking that away from me. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that there were some interesting meme decks that existed. Like there was a demon hunter uh, kind of meme deck that existed out there where you would attempt to get like your, I think it's the Fellfire Deadeye. And then afterwards play Lady Prestor and hope that you get a Koldara Drake. Mm -hmm. So that way you can hit your hero button, power button as fast as you can for as many times as you can, so that way you can eventually go face for, you know, unlimited damage. I think the most I've ever seen was like 102. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's crazy. But but beyond that deck, I have not seen Kodar Drake used even with a hero power mage. So I don't know if that's necessarily like a loss that that, that card rotated. I think hero power mage can still exist and still does. Yeah, we still have the spells and... Uh the the guy that shoots everything yeah the uh, reckless apprentice yes thank you rotating in to replace them are Calic ghosts pyroblast explosive runes pyromaniac and blizzard so i guess the pyromaniac's coming back to uh, help out with that hero power um mage and Calic ghost was always one of my favorite cards in some of those uh older mage decks so kind of excited to see him come back uh, Caligos was one of those cards that I always really, uh, when I was playing against a, a Reno Mage, I was always like, oh, uh, Caligos, why? And then <laughs> knowing that, like, they'd probably pull out a Pyroblast or a Yogg Box or maybe. Or have one in their hand. 
already. Yeah, have one ready to go. And it was just like, I know I'm going to die because Kalios just went down. <laughs> and that imperative of trying to kill this really big dragon. Like, and now it's not only is it not 10 minutes, nine minutes, like, oh, even worse, it's coming down sooner. But so far, I have not seen either that or Pyroblast really um, come into mage decks just yet. But that's also because the majority of the decks are actually really focused on the new cards. You have that Naga Mage, and you also have Mech Mage, and both of those are doing great, um, even even without uh, some of these core cards. But I feel like this is also building for the whole entire year, so we still mm -hmm. have not only the mini set for uh, Voyage to the Sunken City, but also two other additional expansions and mini sets to go with it. So um, a bigger spell mage could definitely be in the card. So next we have Paladin, and rotating out we have Pursuit of Justice, Holy Light, and Guardian of Kings. You're a Paladin expert, so you should get the chance. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Pursuit of Justice, it was one of those things where I think initially with like Quest Paladin, it was one of those things that people tried out. Um, and it was tried out kind of throughout the whole entire year, but it's just really, it's two mana do nothing because it's not even the the current silver hands that are that are on the board. It's just the ones that you summon afterwards. Um, and so even when you could discount it down with Cariel, it just, it didn't quite work out well. It, it just never quite got to that point where it was going to do the thing that you wanted it to do. It was hard enough to get enough silver hands onto the board, let alone to take two mana off just to be able to play it. So um, kind of not, not where it needed to be. Holy Light, you could sometimes get it off of things like Snack Run, um and that's how you would use it but i i never saw it used as like this is a card that should be as the core part of the deck um and guardian kings just never saw play like yeah. even though he ended up getting taunt like it it didn't matter there wasn't a deck that was like this is what we need at seven mana right so and uh rotating in we have ragnaros light lord or Happy Rag, as he's known. Uh, Flash of Light. My favorite card, Bronze Explorer Returns. And Amber Watcher also joining along to the Bronze Dragon Flight coming back. And we also have uh, buffs for Bronze Explorer going up to 3 attack from 2, and Equality going down to 2 from 3. So your favorite card gets a buff and comes back. That has to feel good. <laughs> Oh, it, it feels amazing because a good explorer comes prepared. <laughs> and um, now, granted, he also, in, in, his, in my favorite iteration of him, the Bronze Explorer could find a Bronze Explorer, which mm -hmm. would then find a Bronze Explorer, which would then find a Bronze Explorer, which would then find sometimes Anixia and the, <laughs> or... Alex Straza, rather DQA, um, and then you were ha you were happy that you stopped there, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I I oftentimes were, was just happiest to like find himself again because you you just knew you were constantly being able to refresh your hand with another very viable minion with the fact that it had permanent life steal, so um, I'm glad that he comes back. He's a, a welcome addition back. Um, into it. And in fact, I've already 
kind of built a deck that has him as a star of it already. So um, I'm glad to see him. Now, granted, he hasn't quite seen play in meta decks just yet, but I think he'll be there. Um, Flash of Light, that has already seen play in uh, Control Paladin list. That's kind of doing like this holy buff thing where you uh, use all your holy spells and then you can get your Garden's Grace discounted down to zero and then throw uh, at least two copies. Sometimes you can even get a third copy with Queen Ashara's uh, quest or battle cry reward for using the three spells while you're holding her. We can get an extra copy that caught of a, a spell. The last spell you cast, it costs one, but because of the way that Garden's Grace is worded, it also costs zero because you'll essentially discount it as well with any holy spell that you cast throughout the game. So um, plus 15 damage on Smite, who's already six attack, sometimes hand buffed up, up even more. Uh, that, that can close out games because it's 21 damage from hand. So, <laughs> so I see this uh, the list of rotating in, and I just see all that healing, and I'm already uh, kind of taking deep sighs because <laughs> of someone else. But uh, just seeing so much heal as an aggro player is kind of painful. Yeah, it's definitely healing is definitely cheap. Um, now I haven't seen the Light Lord being used yet. Um, I feel like there might be another iteration of Big Paladin coming in down the way, mm-hmm. and uh, at which point he'll he'll come along and and also ruin people's days. So um, I, I I feel like I'm excited to see him added back in. Mm-hmm. I've actually crafted the the Light Lord at one point for play in Wild. So <laughs> him returning back to core is like, well, I already had that card, but <laughs> so uh, it's great that it's back in in standard and. I mean, we can't be upset about the bronze dragon's light returning. So um, I'm excited. I feel like there's potentially even a dragon paladin in the works down the way. We just need a like one cost little like dragon whelp or something mm-hmm. um, to, to also be added in. And I think we're off to the races. <laughs> but uh, until then, we're just glad that we're that they're back and joining us for a lot of fun. Now, a quality going down to two mana though that has been huge. Um, especially with the return of Wild Pyromancer, which we'll talk about when we get to the neutrals. Um, that also has been seeing a lot of play in the meta as well. And I imagine with that buff, equality in Wild is going to be uh, back on the menu. Oh, yeah. In Wild, you have even Paladin that's going to have the potential to use that as well. So, I mean, across the board, even in other decks, you're going to see it see play. Moving on to Priest, rotating out, we have Natalie Celine, Shadow Form, Crimson Clergy, Light Spawn, and Temple Enforcer. Honestly, I haven't seen mo- most of these play, but part of that is because I just concede when I play a Priest. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, actually, the most that I've seen Natalie, Natalie Celine see play is when I'm playing against Druids and they're upset because they low rolled mm-hmm. and and got her from you know that, that spell that got them... Uh, armor and also some of the nature up. Um, granted, that spell rotated too. Um, that's oftentimes where I saw it see play. Shadow form, uh, because of the fact that we even saw saw shadow form kind of starts off for you with uh, the bishop, um, that hasn't really been necessary to see play. And the rest of them, I did, didn't even know that they were in their core set. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> so the crimson clergy is one that I, I, I do try to a priest every now and then to go down the aggro path. And I really thought this crimson clergy was the one that was going to get us there. Uh, there is an aggro pally now, uh, but I don't see that getting slotted in uh, if it was still around. So, um, yeah, sometimes the power creep is real. <laughs> uh, rotating in uh, to replace those is Lyra the Sun Shard, Mirazond the Infinite Light Bomb, Draconoid Operative, Northshire Cleric, and Radiant Elemental. That's a lot of stuff and a lot of good ones. Yeah. Um, so of all the people that got cards coming back in, like, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm happy about the cards that I got, but I am like even more like side eye looking at the priest, like, wait, what? They got what? Right. You, you said you said all of those things. Like Draconoid Operative is clearly like the 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 worst card in the list, and that's not a bad card. Like that's still a great card. So, right. um, especially when you think about those mirror matches with Dragon Priests, like you could discover a Draconoid Operative to discover a Draconoid Operative. Like you could keep going. For it. <laughs> um, and. I mean, Light Bomb is a is an amazing uh, board clear tool. Um, even at six mana, you can just kind of down there always or to, to return it to re refresh your hand as well with the new Naga that's zero mana. Um, and then you could also get that off of Lyra the Sun Shard too. Um, and we know we've seen that Lyra effect, but you know, granted with uh, a two mana, two, three minion. <laughs> so. Um, at five mana, I don't know if uh, Lyra still like maintains that power, but I feel like uh, the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, it'll definitely be seeing play in uh, Miracle Priests. Yeah, especially when you have Radiant Elemental coming back alongside mm -hmm. of it, so reducing down the cost of the spells too. And then uh, Northshire Cleric, along with Wild Pyromancer, and even, uh, you know, Accolade of Pain coming back. Like, you've got all, all those buddies coming back. So <laughs> uh, Priest is, is in a great spot um, with the, the core set changes. Out of all of the, the core set changes, literally going from, I didn't know those cards existed to what? You gave them what? <laughs> so... Um, I can't. I can't think of any any class that that won better with the the changes. So, but speaking of classes that did win some things too, we've got Rogue next. And rotating out, we have uh, Patient Assassin and Bladed Cultist. I didn't really see much of these anywhere either. Maybe the bl Bladed Cultist if you're trying to do something aggro, but Priest has been, or I'm sorry, but Rogue has been uh, a different. Uh, than it had been um, previously. Well, and, and actually, of, of the ones rotating out, the reason I know Bladed Cultist is leaving is because first day of school was where I saw Bladed Cultist uh, mm -hmm. the most. Cause, and actually, <laughs> you were glad to have it because it was like, oh, yeah. first day of school, oh, I have a <laughs> on turn one before it got nerfed because first day of school was zero at one point. Right. It was... Hey, go ahead and have a free two three to start off your your uh, <laughs> the way that you're gonna go ahead and and uh, start your attack. So, um, and then you'd follow it up with hand of a doll, which then you had a you know a four five, 
the doll actually was a two two buff. So I mean, like that was like whenever I saw Bladed Cultists, I was like, yes. <sighs> <laughs> Maybe not so much in the in the new Rogue. Yeah, it's 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 I I think uh, with the way that Rogue was going, I think it was used kind of in World Kick Rogue, but then not much anything else. And even then, I think there were other cards that were even used over uh, the Bladed Cultist in World Kick, but World Kick wasn't upset about seeing it come out of the mm-hmm. the World Kick as well. So, um, but rotating in, we have Tess Greymane, the Buccaneer, and Henchclan Burglar. I still feel like Tess is a little bit slow. Um, didn't see a lot of play before, although there were people that tried it in a lot of meme decks. And it was a lot of fun to play with. Uh, if you could get to the point, you could actually play her. Um, the Hench Clan Burglar makes sense. They need some more cards that give you random uh, cards from random classes. Uh, uh, so I don't know if that's going to really fit into the new Rogue styles either. Though the Buccaneer will, um, I think, uh, just because weapons are such a core of the rogue the last couple of years uh, that you might as well buff any of them that you can and give them a target that they have to, to clear soon. That and also uh, the Buccaneer works really great with the Swordfish too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like you're already looking at a great uh, combination there. And I've actually seen the, the Pirate Room utilize both the Buccaneer and even the Burglar as well, just because it get, does give you another um, pirate to count towards your total. And uh, being able to, to discover from another class, you might find that perfect spell that really helps you out. Mm-hmm. And there are some powerful cards right now with a smaller um, set of cards as well it can be a little bit easier to find something that is helpful versus just getting three options of just terrible choices all together. <laughs> right. Um, although, yeah, I do feel like the the targets chosen randomly is the, the part that makes tests kind of a little bit harder pill to swallow. But um, with the fact that, like, you are oftentimes now with the current iteration of, like, the, the thief rogue, you're oftentimes discovering your choices and you might end, mm-hmm. end up actually really getting a powerful sling turn out of test. So it, it's hard to say though. Um, but if that, if uh, rogue does choose to go back down that route of a, like a thief rogue, um, it's very possible that test may see a little more play, especially if there's more support in like a mini set down the way. Moving on to Shaman, uh, rotating out, we have the Earth Elemental, Draenei Totem Carver, Wind Fury, and Unbound Elemental. Uh, I think the one that we probably were seeing the most still was the Earth Elemental, just because it's a big body on the board for cheap. Uh, the rest of them, I can't say I really saw a lot of. Maybe you dip in for Wind Fury, uh, but I think the minion that gave Wind Fury ended up being better anyway. Um, so there'll still be ways to get uh, the... Uh, Wind Fury uh, tag, I'm sure, but um, I don't think that that current shamans are really missing any of those, with the possible exception of Earth Elemental. Yeah, and, and even Earth Elemental, if I remember correctly, was mainly used in like the quest deck, just but just mm-hmm. briefly. Um, I don't know if it even was really used in Elemental Shaman. Okay, maybe not. Rotating in, we have Krogwa the Frog. Farsight, Maelstrom Portal, Flame Tongue Totem, and Bloodlust. Bloodlust back 
feels like it's shaman core. So looking forward to see how see what comes out of this if we get past the frost shaman anyway. Yeah, and I mean, not that I've seen bloodlust yet, um, but there's there's nothing saying that that couldn't happen. I mean, already we have the kind of like the the all the elements shaman where where they uh, eventually get those elementals, but they're utilizing um, bioluminescence instead mm-hmm. of bloodlust to close out games. But there's nothing saying if uh, we get a few more ways to develop. Uh, boards quickly that blood bloods won't come into play because it's, it's very possible. Kragwa, on the other hand, maybe not so much. Although there there is spell shaman uh, possibilities too, though, so maybe we'll see that come back. I just I just think at six mana that's a a big ask, especially. I mean, it it almost with a lot of the spells feels like you'd be taking like a turn off just Mm -hmm. to return those spells back at six mana so it's possible i i just don't don't know just yet where that fits yeah we didn't find a place for him to fit the first time around either so it's not a unique uh challenge all right so with uh warlock we had rotating out ritual of doom possessed villager Dread Infernal and the Enslaved Fell Lord. Well, the Villager was seeing some play um, in uh, Zulak a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. but not not a whole lot. <laughs> and and I, I think that, that was also because Zulak um, kind of went towards like a Demon Lock eventually, like, mm-hmm. where that was kind of like the way that they did it. And even then, like the uh, Dread Infernal and the it's like Fell Lord were a little too expensive. Mm-hmm. I want to say Ritual of Doom right towards the end was being used a little bit um, with some of the like tiny, like cute warlock stuff kind of mm-hmm. that was starting to like make its way into standard, but it just never quite took hold. Um, only because Quest Warlock and Handlock were kind of a bigger thing mm-hmm. and i know enslaved fell lord went into the mean deck of uh the uh, deck of chaos decks because of the fact that it, you could turn it into a four mana seven ten with time but, uh, yeah, like... but other uh, other than that like it, it never really kind of took hold <laughs> yeah every now and then i try to dabble in some big demon decks but now death uh, the uh demon hunter just does it so much better mm-hmm. it has the same uh, feel that is true yeah and rotating in we have high priestess jekyll uh darkshire librarian imp gang boss abyssal enforcer and void walker coming back I feel like Voidwalker was just one of those staples before there were a lot of cards available. It's still a decent body for uh, first turn and, uh, you know, has some other synergies than maybe some of those other one threes uh, that uh, seem to be all the, all the rage these days. Um, Jekyllick mostly used in duels for me, uh, but, you know, lifesteal for Warlock seems to be the biggest thing. Um, 
get the free uses of your hero power and you just outdraw everybody. No, I, the biggest thing for me is I feel like we said, like, hey, we got meat and potatoes for everybody. Warlock is like the one class where I feel like, did we? Um, Voidwalker, yes, right? Like, that's great to have back. There's, there are the synergies. It's great 1 3 to start off your first turn, oftentimes, which is just feel like it, you're either playing the quest or passing it lately in uh, Warlock. But it is great to see. Um, or now playing Murlocs. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But the big thing is is that right now, um, the deck archetypes that do exist, there is that Murloc, Warlock. It is out there. It does exist. It it is seeing play. Um, And then beyond that, it's kind of like that curse Warlock. And neither, Mm -hmm. these these cards do neither of those things. They don't give you curses. They don't... uh, don't, don't have a Murloc tag, so we're not quite seeing them yet. But that doesn't mean that we won't see um, some other discard synergies come along down the way. Um, and at which point, then, yeah, we're going to see that Dark Shire Librarian being used. We're going to see High Priestess Jekyllick come back. But And with an extra health. Mm-hmm. With, with the buff of extra health, which means more, more sustainability. It's going to stick around on the board a little bit longer. I get you six healing instead of just three. (laughs) Uh, We'll look forward to that when it does happen. There we go. For the warrior, rotating out, we have Warcash, Warsong Commander, and Warsong Outrider. And uh, we'll go ahead with the rotating in as well. Is Darius Crowley, Bash, Bloodhoof Brave, and Shield Block. I feel like the... uh, the things that were rotating out weren't used very much anyway. Um, I think we'll see shield block and bash though. Uh, the only one that I saw sometimes was the Warsong Outrider, and that was only because it would sometimes be discovered off of the the athletic studies. Right. Other than that, like I I know that I didn't see either of the other ones <laughs> take any effect whatsoever. Yeah, unless you just get them randomly, for sure. Rotating in, I think the shield block will be good and bash will be good. Probably don't see the other two, even though Darius Crowley's uh, gotten another health as well. And so Darius Crowley uh, coming back, I could see him being used in like a Reno kind of warrior, wall warrior <laughs> kind of deck, um, as he is a good board control tool right around that, that five mana. And if he's getting those buffs, he's going to stick around and, and be troublesome for for the, your opponent. I know Bash and Shield Block, I've already seen those see play in Control Warrior that's out there all, already. And not so much the Blood Huff Brave, but perhaps there's going to be a top warrior down the road, so uh, it could come into effect. So another change is Execute now costs one mana again, down from two. So keep your minions at the full health so you don't have an easy removal yeah i i don't know if i've seen it even see play yet but you know there are um cards out there that even put damage out like the the location from ulcerac valley for warrior does one damage to all minions on the board if i remember correctly um i don't 
know the name of it off the top of my head. I want to <laughs> say it's some sort of garrison, but I'm, I'm just guessing there. Um, but with that as well, it's possible that we may see some sort of, uh, you know, uh, proccing ability deck that uh, also include, includes execute. I don't know what it would look like, but it might. There might become a like a it's been damaged deck because that's that's kind of a warrior thing yeah. as well. We do know uh, um, that kind of uh, enraged warrior has existed before and could exist again. All right. So now we move on to neutrals. Definitely the biggest list that we have. Lots of things rotating out. Lots of things rotating in. Uh, but rotating out, we are going to miss saying hello to our friends with Brightwing leaving, King McLeod leaving, uh, Baron Rivendare and High Inquisitor Whitening. We also have Mini Mage, Baron Steelhand, Clockwork Giant departing, the Young Priestess and Injured Blademaster are also going, and Arcane and Oblink, Archant Squire, Cogmaster, River Quackerless, Toxicologist, Earthen Ring, Farseeker, Flesh Eating Ghoul, Ice Rager, Spider Tank, Stone Skin Basilisk, and Guru and Gurubashi Berserker. Yeah, are all departing. Um, I think King Mukla was probably like the one card out of these that saw the most play. I know Arcane Anomaly was seen in um, like Face Hunter quite a bit towards the end as the buffs uh, like with the doggy biscuit um, were being utilized with great effect with that. And Brightwing was also part of uh, Dragon Packages as something cheap that you can throw down and get something else uh, even better. Everything else though we just didn't see. So it's good that they're refining the list um, for Corset. Yeah, I, I feel like, especially with some of them, like Baron's Stable Hand, like, I remember when I opened that in the pack and I was like, that, that's seven mana? Right? Like, <laughs> and that's one of the ones that they just added to the Corset, right, to uh, mix things up. I don't think it ever saw play. No, and uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those things of I don't I don't know why it was added. We're glad it's gone. So, but uh, yeah, we we do have some big things coming back, and uh, mostly, namely, and a lot of people already know, but the League of Explorers has a return. So we have Surfingly Myrtleton, Brands Bronzebeard, Lee Starseeker, and Reno Jackson returning. We don't talk the... about Reno, no, no, no. <laughs> we don't talk about Reno. <laughs> oh, that's even better of a uh, of a card song than I was going to come up with. So I think I want a full rendition of that uh, towards the end. <laughs> He'll be in standard for a while, so I guess uh, I guess we'll have more opportunities. <laughs> All right. Um, and uh, Zola the Gorgon is also joining alongside, which also then makes it even more likely that you'll see multiple copies of Reno Jackson, too. And additionally, returning, we have Doomsayer, the Murloc War Leader, Volcura Scoundrel, 
Escape Mana Saber, Mossy Horror, Memorial Drake, and Sea Giant. That's all the epics. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in here. I think that this, the, obviously, neutrals having the most changes is also uh, giving you some some really good memories. And uh, we needed the war leader back. Especially if you're going to have a good Murloc Warlock deck. I mean, like. Right? You need those like, neutral ones. Feels like you need those, those neutral stable staples to, to help alongside of it. I've definitely seen Doomsayer seeing play already. I've seen Rogue Scoundrel coming back. Um, so it's great to see him. I do wonder if Memorial Drake is still the mainstay that it seems to be, but I feel like we're going to see it see play too, um, especially if Dragon Priest becomes a thing. Oh, yeah. Worst case, you'll see it in an arena deck, right? Some late time uh, sh slowing down. Oh, yeah. In arena, that can be way, way too powerful. And the only reason I remember Mossy Horror is that's a card that I use, so that way I could um, get get my final last uh, Paladin skin that I was missing, which was Arthas. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond that, I, I have not seen Mossy Horror seen play yet. Um, perhaps down the line it's going to become a thing, but um, that two or less attack at six mana, I don't know if, we'll, if it'll get there, but... It would be interesting. It really feels like though the set overall, the core set, is intending to slow it down. Like maybe mm -hmm. at last year when they created it, they wanted it to stay fast, but I think they're taking a lot of uh, a lot of ideas from the community of what they want, and so I think we're seeing a massive slowdown, which is good because board is now important again. Um, and this helps clear the board. So depending on if somebody does try to sneak in aggro uh, as a consistent strategy, then you might start seeing this uh, pop up. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. I know Escape Mana Saber is one of those things a lot of people have talked about. They're excited that it's back. You know, you can get that. You know, you know you're going to get your one mana crystal, but so far I have <laughs> not seen um, our Escape Mana Saber appear. And not just because it's stealth. I just have not seen it see play yet. <laughs> Took me a second to get that one. <laughs> All right. And uh, Wild Pyromancer, Life Drinker, and Twilight Jake Drake alongside Azure Drake um, have returned um, as our rare cards. And we did need some some more dragons to support dragon synergies. Uh, the Azure Drake is just a kind of a funny story of where it's come and gone. That uh, they Hall of Famed it, they brought it back and made it cost more mana. Uh, now he's got more health. Uh, so I'm not sure what the what the real idea behind Azure Drake is anymore. But um, he's always been a favorite of mine anyway. Well, I. I think it also it provides a, a a card that just has that synergy. It's definitely a discoverable dragon, so you, you can find it off of say your Bronze Explorer um, <laughs> and kind of ensure that you have a draw um, later on down the way. Um, it 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 may even just be that like, hey, let's make sure that that pool of dragons that exists right now is not like. Oh my goodness, it's just all the really awesome legendaries and nothing else. 
Um, although um, I will say that it does feel like that when I'm doing my uh, when I play the Bronze Explorer, it definitely feels like that. <laughs> there are times where it's like, okay, so my choices are: I have Kazakazan, I have a Raid Boss in Nixia, and then it's like Sleeping Dragon, and then it's like, okay, so, <laughs> but. Sometimes it's it's only the lower cross dragons who carry dragons back too, so you yeah. have that as well, um, which we haven't talked about yet. But also, wild pyromancer definitely uh, has seen play. Um, I know for a fact I've seen it in Paladin. I've played it myself. Um, glad to see it back um, alongside uh, some of the new cards we've gained as well. The uh, holy maki roll works really well with them too. So. <laughs> Yeah, Wild Pine Rancher is also one that was a staple for a long time. So I'm not sure I'm ready for it to be back, but uh, there's ways you can play around it. It's funny, actually. I saw a Reddit post that uh, said were, that they're going to uh, nerf Wild Pyromancer for standard and call him a standard Pyromancer. So that way people <laughs> can know that he's just in standard now, not just in wild. <laughs> <laughs> which was uh pretty interesting but he's also seen play in uh druid as well as in uh greece especially with the fact that you've got uh acolyte of pain and the um the return of our uh north star cleric as well so so finishing up um, with the uh i guess these are common cards then uh, Beaming Sidekick, Mistress of Mixtures, Fairy Dragon, as he had mentioned before, Injured Tolver, Plated Beetle, Acolyte of Pain, again previously mentioned, Tar Creeper, Gorilla Bot A3, and Cobalt Scalebane. And I think it's interesting too that we see Cobalt Scalebane um, coming back. That's it's kind of like that middle of the road for as far as the dragon. It has a great end of turn effect, but end of turn has the, the thing that it gives the attack to has to survive for your next turn, and sometimes it doesn't always work out the way that you think. But um, a five five for five still isn't bad. Yeah, it's not bad, and it has dragons synergy. So I'm, I'm sure people throw that in the Azure Drake into things. Um, and I would think Fairy Dragon would just be one of those things that gets thrown into some aggro decks anyways because of the fact that oh, yeah. it's just a two-mana 3-2 three, three that can't be targeted by spells or hero power. So. Yeah, I remember playing against that like at the very first core set and uh, thinking it was unbeatable because against the mage, then you can't get rid of this 3-2 that comes on the board, possibly on turn, turn one uh, with the coin. Uh, so... Um, it should still be viable that can't be targeted as really a strong uh, mechanism. Mm -hmm. I've also seen the plated beetle a few times, uh, mostly against war or uh, mostly in the decks of warlocks. Uh, again, just to try to boost, um, boost their life total. Alongside the mistress of mixtures. I've, yeah, I've yeah. seen her in, in warlock too. And we've talked about where acolyte of pain has fit in uh, alongside uh, some of the priest cards. Um, I know I've tried the Acolyte of Pain and Paladin as well. Um, I don't know if I felt like it's been as powerful as it previously was. Um, just because of the fact that, like, 
Rush is now very much in existence, and um, it, it feels like sometimes you have to buff them up just for him to be able to stick around to draw you more than one card. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like three mana draw card, which is not all that great. <laughs> right. I mean, he wasn't really being used a lot to, uh, when he rotated out either. Um, it's just kind of hard to use him, and there's the, the power creep on cards has just made it hard to include a uh, card like this, unless you had specific way of doing all the damage to draw three cards, uh, you know, guaranteed. Uh, but we'll see how it how it affects here. Uh, Grillabot A3 is the other one that we've seen uh, in the Mech Mage uh, and Mech Paladin, even. So, uh, and and it even received a buff as well, going from uh, from four mana down to three. And I feel I feel like um, in Mech Paladin, it's it's like one of the the ones where it's like if I'm going to change some of the cards, I'm definitely not changing Mech. Because <laughs> right. alongside the Amalgam of the Deep as well. You've got a nice hand replenishment going on mm-hmm. with those two cards, and oftentimes you can actually kind of find one with the other and kind of keep cycling them. Um, so that way you you're kind of constantly getting your hand refilled with threats. It's like you just don't you don't run out of them. Mm-hmm. And alongside the in Mech Mage, you've got those discounts, so that way you're constantly going to be able to use stuff that kind of makes the Mecha Shark um, kind of go crazy and <laughs> set off a whole bunch of missiles. So um, it feels great in, in either of the decks because of the fact that like one one benefits from playing them, one benefits from having them in hand. So Yeah, and it's, it's just kind of funny that we're basically replacing um, we're replacing Spider Tank, which left with uh, the gorilla bot that has a benefit in the same stats which were always great so uh as long as mechs are around we'll we'll definitely see that index and i mean if you're upset about not having spider tank you could just make sure to play your gorilla bot when you don't have any mechs on the board exactly (laughs) (laughs) that's that creep well that wraps up all the uh the cards uh, for the core set. Hope that you've been having fun with them as well. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter at the Happy HS, uh, and yeah, look forward to testing out all these new decks with you guys. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would love to have someone come and join us on the show. Um, I feel like it's been a bunch of review cards, and it would be great to have uh, some friendly faces, especially from the Hearthstone community. Come on. Talk about your favorite card. What what are you seeing from the core set that's come back that you're just dying to talk about? Uh, perhaps there's a new deck that you that you've just really fallen in love with with uh, the voyage to the sunken city. Perhaps you're just really dying to talk about Surf and Lee Sea Guide and how much you love his card out because it just happens to be upside down. Whatever it is, it's just a diamond. <laughs> it is a diamond. <laughs> it, I you know it's just a matter of perspective. But uh, feel free, reach out to us. Let us know. We want you to have you. We want to have you on the show. We're happy to have you here and ha- having you share what makes you happy as well. And also, if you have suggestions for who else you think would want to be on it, we're open for that as well. 
definitely more guests will be more fun. All right, Noodle. So I heard that you are really excited about your song of the week. I'm excited to hear it. All right. So my song is uh, based off of Bring Me to Life uh, by Evanescence. And I need your help with it, Guy Grumpy. So I hope you know your part. Know my role. So <laughs> wake me up inside. Oh, no. Call his name and he'll save me from the dark. It's Reno, isn't it? I bid my opponent to run. God, no. This game has come undone. Concede. Save, <laughs> save me from the nothing I've become. Thank you again for listening. This is the Happy Hearthstone. I am Guy Grumpy and much love, everyone. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much for joining us. Noodle Swoop here, and you guys have fun out there.